Greetings, sifters. Now I am Shane Satterfield. And I'm Matt Kyle. <laughs> Due to a quirk of graphics, we decided to switch chairs. This is the first time I've ever sat here. It's very strange to see everything from a different perspective for the first time, but... Uh, we are here for the third annual SFL Sifted Fantasy League. For those of you who may be wondering what the hell is going on, we'll kind of explain to you how it works. So, uh, as some of you may know, I'm a huge uh, fantasy football player. I've been playing it for like 20-some years, and obviously I also love video games. So, a few years ago when we are getting ready to launch Sifted, I came up with the idea to do a video game fantasy league where Matt and I take turns picking games, and then at the end of the year, we basically tally up the total Metacritic score for every game that we've selected, and whoever has the highest point total wins the league. So, year one, it was myself against Marcus Beer. I beat Marcus down. Last year, it was myself against Matt, and Matt beat me down pretty good. Um, something to keep in mind about this league. Mainly because most of his players didn't show up to the stadium. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so what I was going to say is, one thing to keep in mind is that if your game ends up getting delayed or isn't released in the year, you get a zero for that game. Uh, and last year, I ended up having five games that were delayed out of the year that I got zeros for. So Matt beat me pretty handily. So... We thought about doing some rule changes this year. We thought about maybe adding a couple tweaks and some quirks. Uh, I thought about maybe adding bench games. So if one of our games was delayed out of the year, we wouldn't get a zero. We could maybe slide in two games in to take their place. I decided against that. And another idea I came up with was actually assigning positions uh, for, for the league. So say you would have to draft two RPGs and two first-person shooters and one strategy game, but I did decided not to do that either. So we're doing the league exactly the same as we had the last couple of years. I think it's worked out pretty well and it's fun. It's something we keep track of all year long. Um, so as I said, Matt won last year. He also picked first last year. So I get the first pick in this year's draft. And with the number one pick in the SFL 2017 draft, I select Mass Effect Andromeda. Mm. Yeah, so I waffled. The quarterback. Yeah, my quarterback. <laughs> I uh, I had Mass Effect Andromeda on my team last year, yes. by the way, and it burned me pretty good. And the way I figured was, one, I think it is going to be one of the highest reviewed games of the year because every Mass Effect game has got a nine or better aggregate when it was all said and done. Uh, but also, I wanted to recoup the pain that I felt from last year because of this game. Um, everything I've seen from this game, Matt, so far has been impressive. I haven't mm -hmm. seen a lot of complaints from hardly anyone about anything related to the game so far. Uh, I'm personally really excited for it. Um, all the demos they've shown, all the gameplay they've shown has looked incredible. We already know they can write great stories. We already know the the base, the bones, the skeleton is there for already for a great game. Yeah. Which uh, color are you going to pick for the ending? <laughs> I think it's a, <laughs> a safe pick. I think it's a good pick. Uh, if you talk about pedigree with developing games, obviously BioWare has one of the best pedigrees in the industry. I can't remember the last time they released even a mediocre game. Dragon Age. I guess some people argue that Dragon Age was one of those, but some people would argue against that as well. So I feel secure. I feel like I made the right pick with first overall there with Mass Effect Andromeda. Matt, what is your first overall pick? First overall pick is The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which should not be surprising to anybody. Yep, that um, was the game that I said I was waffling on between yeah, I, the two. I think you had that last year. and you got Yeah, scared. that was another game that I picked last year and it never came out. It was delayed. So um, It's a Zelda game. 
and it's going to review really well whether it's good or not. So. <laughs> <laughs> I see in the chat, Potty2 is saying there's a Bioware bump, too. He's insinuating that Bioware gets mm. in, inflated review scores for its games. I'm a Bioware fan, but I would not necessarily disagree with that. Yeah. So, Matt, what makes you think that Breath of the Wild is going to review so highly? Uh, it's Zelda Keep in game. mind, this isn't us thinking the game's going to be the best game. No. Just, these are what we think is going to review Metacritic the highest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a Zelda game. They're going to throw the Zelda fans to review it. Uh, it's the first like full-fledged Zelda game in a long... Quite a, many years. What was it? 20, 2011 with Skyward Sword? I don't think it was... Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah it was 2011, yeah. So, first real Zelda game in almost seven years... Oh, six years. Um... If you want to go back to the last good Zelda game, that's like ten years. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I think people are hungry for it. I think reviewers can't wait to get their hands on it. I think it, you know, it looks really good. Uh, it's a, it's a new style of things, and what I played for thirty minutes or so at uh, E3 last year was uh, super solid. So uh, I have no doubt this game's going to be well into the nines. Zelda bump. Zelda bump. Because <laughs> I would no argue question. Skyward Sword. Got reviewed a little yes, higher yes, than that's it probably all, that's my, Well, the Skyward Sword is also, like I said, even if the game isn't good, it's, it's not going to matter. It's going to yeah, for sure. Uh, I agree with that. In fact, you know what I just realized, Matt? The first four... It'll take us a while to realize that it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the first four games on this list were all games yep. that I had drafted last year that never No, made. I had Horizon. Oh, you're right. Okay. Well, Spoilers. I just kind of ruined a pick. <laughs> My next pick, my second pick in the SFL 2017 draft is Persona 5. Your first round pick last year. It was. Was it my first overall? I think it was, yeah. Because it, it surprised me because I didn't think it was going to come out. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of my picks surprised you because you didn't well, think yeah. they were going to come out last year. I think Persona 5 speaks for itself. It got basically a perfect score in Famitsu. I have already watched hours. And obviously the game's out in Japan already. I've already watched hours and hours of this game in action. Literally hours and hours game looks amazing it looks like the best persona yet and i think persona 4 got around 9.2 aggregate um i think if there's i honestly probably should have taken this first overall i think i just got a little nervous because it is a japanese game and it's kind of a turn-based rpg um you can never really tell how the majority of critics are going to take something like that Mm -hmm. and i think that's why i dropped it down a second for me if you didn't pick it second i was gonna so yeah i don't disagree at all yeah so i'm pretty excited about that getting it third overall and for my second round pick Um, i'm excited to play it as well we don't have to wait very long it's a safe pick we know persona 5 is coming out i'm not to worry about the game not being released and getting Mm -hmm. a goose egg for it so for me persona 5 third overall uh, and my next was, as you may have gathered already, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yep. Uh, <laughs> you kind of blew the coupe on that which one. Which I also picked last year, and that was the one I picked last year that did not come out. Yeah. Um, I don't know how this is going to sell, but I'm pretty sure it's going to review well. Uh, I, look, I was waffled on that one. I, uh, it's a new IP, mm-hmm. and it's from Gorilla. Yeah. The pedigree is not really there, but I, I have confidence in this one. I, I can't quite tell you why. It's more of a... Well, more, I can tell you why. It looks amazing. Well, yeah, but I'm more of a, I'm more of a good feeling about this one. It's, yeah. It's, uh, I, I, you know, people who have gotten their hands on it have all had nothing but good things to say about it. I don't think you're going to regret drafting this here at all. No. I think, you know, and I think third it's actually round... Gonna, it's actually going to come out, so... Or a second round... Ra- yeah, it's going to come out. Second round is, I think, okay for this game. Um... I do worry, you know, that uh, it is a guerrilla game. They've only really done first-person shooters in the past. Mm-hmm. This is a big leap away from that. Um, 
but you know, if you would have taken it here, I probably would have taken it next or the round right after that. Yeah. And it's like, I, as I've said before, like I, this game feels like something Gorillas wanted to make for a long time. Yeah, you know, having been stuck in the kill zone world for many many years, so I feel like I feel like this is going to be a, a synergy of a lot of good good ideas and and you know putting their heart into it. And I think it's going I think it's going to be something special, and I feel like the reviews are going to reflect that. Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see. I think it's good. Here's what I would say. I don't think you have to worry about it doing poorly. No, I don't think it's going to get 60s or anything. But in the first two rounds, I'm trying to find games that I am as close to 100% certain as possible that it's going to get ended up at a 9 or higher. I am pretty close to 100% certain it'll be up there. Yeah. I think it's going to be close. We'll see. You never know. That's why this yeah. is fun. All right. My next pick, and I actually adopted one of Matt's tactics from last mm -hmm. year with this pick. Uh, because he kind this of, was almost, I almost picked this instead of Horizon. You surprised me with your uh, DLC pick last year mm. for The Witcher, and uh, I hadn't even. Which was a good pick. It was a great pick. I hadn't even considered like DLC because a mm. lot of times DLC doesn't really get reviewed, and when that happens, there's a big variant. There could be a big variance in scores where you know one low score can bring it down a bunch. But I'm feeling pretty confident that this one's going to get reviewed a lot, and my pick for. My third pick is Uncharted 4 The Lost Legacy. So, Uncharted 4 Story DLC. Uh, people have waited a long time for it. Obviously, Uncharted 4, an amazing game. I'm surprised more people actually did not select um, Uncharted 4 as Game of the Year. Mm -hmm. It wasn't my Game of the Year, but I figured there would at least be like 30% of Game of the Year awards would probably end up selecting it. Really, hardly any did. Um, so, I was kind of surprised at that. Uh, it's a naughty dog game. You know the quality is going to be there. They have plenty. They have had plenty of time to work on this, even if they hadn't hardly worked on it at all, mm -hmm. leading up to the release of the game. Um, I just think the pe the pedigree is there. Naughty Dog's never released ever released a bad game. Mm -hmm. Never ever released a mediocre game. Not even back in the old days. Um, so I'm really confident in in this pick. Um, I do feel it's a little slimy. DLC picks. I don't and know. It just feels weird to me it's doing a, it. I mean, they seem to be considering this standalone enough that you know it's, it's certainly not like an extra mission or something. It's a it's yeah. its own story, and they're even saying it's going to be totally you know distinct from Uncharted Four. So I think it's a fair pick. I was going to pick it. In fact, it's probably you know if I had to bet whether it or Horizon's going to rate higher, it's probably going to be Uncharted Four because of that Naughty Dog bump. It could be bad. I mean, it could. That is one thing with Horizon. You're not getting a, any kind of a bump. Yeah. <laughs> it's just what it gets is what it's going to earn, basically. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm happy with that pick there. Again, it's it's all about what is the end up with the highest aggregate review score. Keep that in mind as we do this. I know it's very easy to start thinking, but wait, some other game I'd rather play. It's not about what we want to yeah. play. It's strictly oh, yeah. about what is his final Metacritic score going to be. Nowhere is that more true than my next pick. That's right. So, Matt, <laughs> what is your next pick? My next pick is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which I have <laughs> yeah. no interest in playing whatsoever, but I think it's going to rate <clears throat> really freaking high because Mario Kart is dependable. Uh, Mario Kart 8 was already really good, and um, I think I don't really see them screwing it up in this one, so I think it's going to have an extremely high Metacritic thing, especially because it's one of the only things you're going to be able to play on the system through the summer. Uh, and it's get, add the battle mode back in, and people love the battle mode. Um, this, may be, got, this may be a caveat we have to change for next year's draft. I got no doubts on this Porting, one. Uh, ports, I don't know if they should be... And look, it wasn't a rule, so it's totally fine that you selected this. Mario's gonna, if Mar Nintendo's going to call a new game and charge 60 bucks for it, I'm going to fucking pick it. <laughs> 
But I do think maybe for next year we should say, like, no ports. Like, the game has to come out for, like, the first time. You actually did it with, like, Day of the Tentacle last year. Yeah, when you did it this year, too. Right. So, we'll get there. Oh, wait, I did it this year? Yep. With what? No, uh-uh. Technically. Oh. Uh, Technically. Wow. <laughs> okay. When Technically we get there, correct. When the we get there, I'll correct. explain to you what Matt's trying to bust my balls for right now, and I think you guys will agree that it's not worthy to bust <laughs> my balls over, but uh, Stan User says, I say no ports. So there's yep. one person on my side. Uh, uh, I, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a very viable rule, no ports, but uh, it wasn't a rule yet. No, you're so. right. Totally agree. It's totally fine that you picked that. And I think it was a great pick. That game is going to score really high, I guarantee it. Um, it may get the anti-bump, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because That's it true. is a port. And I it doesn't look to me like it has that many upgrades over the Wii no, U it version. It doesn't. So, I so mean, there you could is get a, po- a little yeah, it's a possibility editorial could end up, backlash there. You could end that. up in the, yeah, the, you could get the Mario dip. Yep, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the bump in the dip. Get the Mario dip. <laughs> okay, are you done? Have you explained yourself thoroughly? Yeah, I think so. Okay, my next pick is... I wish this thing had a drum roll. It doesn't. Oh, it does. Oh. Ukulele! That was a drum. <laughs> Not a ukulele. Yeah, yeah. Um, interesting. I yeah. had this on my list, but it was much further down. Yeah, I drafted this too high. I'll be the first to admit to it right now. I was doing, literally, whenever I was drafting with Matt, I was doing probably five things at once. I was trying to get... Game face ready. We just did a three-hour game face and get this ready. Get all the graphics, all the trailers. I'm making tons of excuses. <laughs> I did draft it a little bit early, I think, because uh, so for those of you who don't play fantasy football, it's not always about just drafting the best player. It's about trying to figure out when everybody else is going to draft that player, or in this mm-hmm. case, game. So. Even though I think ukulele will probably score and make sense in between like the games that are around it, if I could have figured out that Matt wasn't going to, or if I thought that Matt wasn't going to draft ukulele that high, I could have got another game that he would have drafted before that and got it before him. It actually ended up helping my team overall. Uh, hopefully you can follow the logic there, but it's like... What they call it in fantasy football is a reach when you draft a player earlier than he should be because you're costing yourself. You could have got somebody else because no one else was even thinking about drafting that person. So that's kind of what happened here. Matt, would you have even drafted ukulele at all? Uh, maybe further down the line. I don't, I, I'm, I'm skeptical about it because it's like I'm super interested in ukulele, but like it's such a throwback that I worry that the reviewers will kind of like be like, wow, what is this? Like this, like maybe they, like, I think there might be people that just don't get it. Well, look, there's like, a lot, a lot of young people reviewing games now. Yeah. Who don't have an affinity for the 3D platformer. Yeah, like I mean, I think this game is leaning on nostalgia so hard that it will be good for me. But I wonder if the people doing the reviewing these days are gonna are gonna are gonna get charmed by it the way the way it charms me. I guess yeah. is what I'm thinking, and like. I may be totally wrong, and maybe this is like a universal thing that everybody loves, but like I just wasn't quite willing to take a risk on it in the fourth round. It is so. interesting though, because I will say when I texted back also you've to got you, the uh, the the new IP, yeah, you know, tightrope there, yeah. <laughs> the new IP dip. I will say though, once we got past 
like the first six picks, I looked at my list of games and they were all pretty much the freaking same. Yeah. Like all of them are like, it could get a nine, it could get an eight. <laughs> like, you ran out of sure bets pretty fast. You did, yeah. And like, in I, terms I of texted like, you and I was like, oh, it got really hard now. And yeah. then that's when I picked ukulele. In terms so. of, especially in terms of stuff you know is going to make it this year. Yeah. Uh, so my next pick is uh, Super Mario Odyssey. Talk about risky. I don't think it's as risky as you think it is. I think it, I just, it is risky. I think it's a little risky. I don't think it's that I risky. just think, look, if Super Mario Odyssey doesn't make it this year, Nintendo's got way bigger problems than I do. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, because that is all, that is their entire holiday right there. Yeah. Like, that is their, if they want, if they launch that that system when they want to launch it, Mario Odyssey is their launch title. And they have said that the game is nearly finished. Yeah. So, so this is, this is a, I, I don't d deny that this is a risk, but I'm pretty okay taking it. Especially considering what it's going to probably rate, given what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's, there's, it's undoubtedly going to score really high. I mean... I've, there's never been a 3D Mario that didn't score at least an 8.5 aggregate when it was all mm -hmm. said and done. I just, it's Nintendo. And, like, Nintendo delays stuff for weird reasons. Like, they do, but I just, I just don't think they can on this one. They have to have this here for, for You know Christmas. how many times I've said, I don't think Nintendo can fill in the blank, and then they do fill in the <laughs> blank a lot? I don't think Nintendo can make the Switch a huge hit. I think I'm just arguing because I'm jealous that you have this yeah. game and I didn't. I think I, uh, I actually was thinking about trying to get it at, like, the ninth or 10th pick. I thought you would view it at least mm -hmm. as risky as I did, but well, I, obviously not. Well, what happened there is because I, I had it much further down uh, my list because I thought you were going to avoid it because I knew you thought it was going to get delayed. But well, when I'm you, paranoid but, now. But I mean, when you picked, I've been burned so bad. But by... when you picked ukulele, I'm like, oh, shit's out the window. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know what he's doing now. Like, he could be going anywhere from here. Got ya. So, so I decided I'm just going to grab Mario and call it a call Well, it a here's the thing about risk in anything you do. Risk can totally ruin everything for you, or it can put you over the top. And if this game does come out before the end of the year, it could be the game that, literally, it's like the, the, the last leg of the race, where you have the mm -hmm. kick coming the last 100 yards and pass me up, so... Yep. Sometimes I mean, risk is worth it. But and I'm I mean I'm still I think this is 80% making it this year. And if there was one game worth risking it, this is probably yeah. it. Are you talking about a sure thing as close as you can get? I'm just so paranoid now after what happened last year. Like I had just completely erred on the side of complete caution. Yeah, I don't blame you. I just think I think this game is so integral to their holiday strategy that it's gonna make it. Yeah. Or high water. It makes sense. Which actually could work in my detriment because it could be one of the first major Mario games that Nintendo rushes out. Yeah. I don't see that. That doesn't. That's very in, not out of character for them. Yeah, Nintendo takes very good care of uh, Mr. Mario. Yeah. They don't want to screw that up. That's their one IP they know they can't mess up. So. God, he is Mr. Mario, isn't he? Isn't he? Mario Mario. Yep. That's his damn name. <laughs> <laughs> All right, time for my next pick. My next pick is... I'm going to do this every time for my picks. <laughs> Ooh. Ghost Recon Wildlands. I'm out of batteries on that thing. <laughs> it might little, be. Little warbling I've been there. using it for like two years. <laughs> I've never replaced any batteries on it. <laughs> Usually you just get the clap. <laughs> this thing has all kinds of sounds, though. Anyway, Ghost Recon Wildlands. Um, open world game coming from Ubisoft. Ubisoft, I think we could maybe all agree, are the kings of open world games at this point. 
Other than Rockstar, I most, guess. Most prolific, for sure. I mean, certainly most prolific. Yeah, I mean, I guess Rockstar, you could say, makes better ones. But they make one game every, like, ten years. So, yeah, I mean, is that really fair? I don't know. I mean, yeah, Ubisoft, your <laughs> I'd imagine if Ubisoft spent ten years making the next Assassin's Creed, it would be really freaking good. So, I don't know. I started looking down the list of games coming out this year. They just put out a huge 20-some-minute demo of the single-player campaign. That's up on Sifted right now if you want to look at it. I was really impressed with that. I've been really impressed with the talent that they've got to sign on for the story in this game. They have, like, Oscar-winning people, like, working on the script for it. Uh, they put out, like, a, a, a live-action short that was really good. Did you watch that where they had, like, the Mm-mm. cat running around the house and, like, there was a laser scope on the cat? <laughs> it's it amazing. Really brilliant. So I'm j- just the little bits and pieces that I've seen of the game and some of the other sort of tertiary work that's going on mm-hmm. around the game, I can tell Ubisoft has gone all in on this game. Um, everything, all the gameplay I've seen it, I've been really impressed with. There's really no bump or dip for Ubisoft per se. There's really no, no curve. Usually, what you uh, play is what you get as far as Metacritic scores with Ubisoft. Um, it's got to be better than the Division, <laughs> and the Division scored pretty well. <laughs> I I forgot this game existed until you picked it. Really? Yeah. Wow. I must have been. You must have been like, what is going on with Shane? Is he on drugs? This is just not on my radar. Wow. At all. I think he might be. It might score very well, but it's just not. I'm thinking about it. Okay. And what's your next pick, Matt? So my next pick, uh, rounding out the Ubisoft round five uh, <laughs> festival Flurry. here, is South Park, the Fractured But Whole. <laughs> I like the, you had the right emphasis on the right syllables. Yes. Not giving you the satisfaction <laughs> of the juvenile joke. No, but yeah, uh, South Park, I think, uh, first game was uh, super solid. This one looks better. Um, it, you know, it's got all the right... Hitting all the right notes for the South Park fans, and I think it's going to uh, re- review very well. I, well. I was choosing between Ghost Recon and South Park. I was hoping I could get South Park on the way back, and then you immediately chose it. But the reason I went with Ghost Recon over South Park is because I looked at the aggregate for the last South Park game. It was like an 8. Mm. And actually, an 8 in here isn't terrible. No. And we're already in the middle of the draft. So an 8 in this area isn't bad, but I was hoping maybe I could get like an 8.4 or an 8.5 out of Wildlands. It's possible. But it's like Wildlands could go like really, there's a wide spectrum. There is, there. yeah. But the one thing I thought is that Wildlands probably offers more value because there's like co-op and like online multiplayer stuff aside from the campaign. Whereas with uh, South Park, you got your one campaign mm-hmm. and you're done and that's it. So still a good pick there. I'm, I totally get that. So ready for my next one? Yep. My next pick, my sixth pick in the SFL 2017 draft is, and I'm going to do a drum roll this time, For Honor, the mm. Ubisoft trifecta. Yeah. Three Ubisoft games right in a row You'd there. Really Ghost Recon, the South Park, here. and For Honor. Doesn't that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> I was really high on For Honor when it was announced at E3. Like I was all, I was like borderline game of E3 for me. And I've cooled on it over time. Um, I feel like kind of the brutality of the game that was shown off the first time it was debuted is kind of dissipated a little bit. It's still a brutal game. Mm -hmm. But I felt like when I first checked it out at E3, it seemed like every slice mattered, almost kind of in the way like a Dark Souls or a Bloodborne where every hat kind of counts and you got to really be good with parrying and dodging. But the more I've watched gameplay of it and, pl- and played it myself, I realized that it's not really like that. Like, you can take a lot of damage. Mm. It's really kind of more of a hack and slash. Yeah, with a little more strategy. Yeah, to, a little bit stances, more. Basically. Yeah, and classes and stuff like yeah. that. And uh, 
But still, everything I've played of this game has been great. I've had a good time playing it. It also has a lot of value, like most Ubisoft games. It goes far beyond the single-player campaign. Uh, as I've said on the show before, my biggest concern with this actually is the campaign. Um, I feel like the multiplayer is going to be great. I'm just a little nervous that the campaign actually is kind of a campaign at all. Um, and if it's not just going to be one skirmish after another like a lot of Dynasty Warriors games. Mm-hmm. So, again, we're in the middle of the draft here. Um, you're looking for yeah. safe bets. I know this game is coming out. That's another thing. It's like, definitely coming out. Yep. Um, it's coming out in like a month. So, yeah. in fact, most of the games that I have drafted are scheduled to come out in the first six months. Mm-hmm. Of 2016 or yeah, 2017. This is, um, uh, Foreigner was not on my list at all. At all. Uh, specifically because of your response to it oh. after E3. Like, I'm super looking forward to it. Uh, it was one of my favorite things I played at E3. Um, uh, it comes out on my birthday. I'm oh, very wow. excited. Uh, but I don't think it's going to review particularly well uh, for all the reasons you list and all the reasons you've cited before because yeah. I feel like it's it's... Like it's going to get compared to Dynasty Warriors, and it's going to get compared to Dark Souls. And whoever's, if you're expecting one or one or the other, you're not going to get be. So you're saying it's like a jack of all trades, a master. Of yeah, that. kind of. Like I think it's going for its own thing, but it's inevitably going to be compared to other games that arguably do what they're trying to do better than what For Honor seems. To, how For Honor seems to be faring here, and I feel like it's going to kind of land in that seven seventies range because of that. Better than a zero. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I have it, at this point every single game I pretty much have misgivings with. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just is at the point of the draft where every game is not going to be a bona fide right. eight or higher. I guaranteed. do have I have no misgivings about my next pick, uh, which is uh, another game I have no interest in playing. Wait, uh, wait, uh, before you make your next pick, I want to say that I believe Matt's next pick is the best pick in this entire draft Ooh. and worthy of a drum roll. Ooh, NBA 2K18. Yep. <laughs> I never even thought to no? draft that game. No, it just completely slipped my mind. I was just looking like, through like what's the highest what's the highest score and stuff from the last year. So it's and I didn't even do that. NBA 2K games every year get nines every single time. No, that's the best pick of the entire freaking draft. And I should have known. I'm like the sports guy. Like yep. I should have made that pick. It was so I felt so awful whenever I did <laughs> pick. I was like, "Damn, I'm an idiot." I was counting on you not thinking of that. Yeah, I never would have. I we could have gone all the way through the draft. I never would have mm-hmm. picked it because I didn't go and look at like Metacritic to see what actually the highest scoring games of last year were. Because I never even think to like oh a sequel every year like other than Call of Duty, mm-hmm. you know. And Madden's been eh for the last few years. I just yeah, it was smart. Mm-hmm. It was a good pick. Thank you. Props to you, my friend. You have anything to see? You don't have anything to say about nah. it, though, do you? <laughs> uh, uh, it's going to score really high, and it's going to look really good, and people are apparently going to play it at basketball courts with tiny little controllers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what happens? Which version is it? The Switch version is reviewed, or I'm just hoping the Switch version doesn't drag the average down. Yeah, because <laughs> that's probably what's going to happen. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Yep. Just <laughs> get. Uh-oh, I'm getting I'm getting heat from the stand user. I think Shane's five and six picks are mid seventies to eighties. We'll see. Better than a zero, which is what I got from these positions last year. Uh, my next pick, which will be my seventh pick, we're coming down the home stretch here already, mm-hmm. is from Team Ninja, and it is Neo. Have you been playing the demo? I've been of playing Neo? The, the last chance demo, yeah. What do you think? 
I like it. You'll hate it. Um, I do hate it, actually. Uh, I've already I played the first demo, and I hated it. And I thought it, this was low on my picks list, but um, I ended up not putting it any higher because I feel like it's going to get, again, compared to Dark Souls, and it's not... And people... Not because it's worse than Dark Souls, but because people who play Dark Souls seem to have this idea in their head that everything should be Dark Souls, and the ways it diverges from Dark Souls are just going to piss people off. So yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, curi- I'm, I'm not saying that's for sure. I'm just curious how it's going to review. I wasn't sure enough about what it's, how it's going to review to pick it. I've just read, because it's like coming out really soon, there's lots of preview. And like I said, like you know I read everything because mm-hmm. I have to. Um, all the previews for this have been glowing. Mm-hmm. Um, Twitter chatter from all the journalists has been like over the moon. Everyone's loving it. Again, I don't really care. I probably, probably won't even play it. I like it a lot. Uh, but um, again, that's my seventh pick. I have three left, and mm-hmm. I'm pretty happy to get that there. I also think Team Ninja knows a thing or two about sword combat. They do, and um, I'm, I'm excited to play as Geralt again. And uh, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, I think people might be pleasantly surprised by the combat in this because it's Team Ninja doing it. And uh, that's I, think one thing, I think it's great. Yeah, really that's one like thing it. I would say. I think it's, the combat's way better than Dark Souls as far as the sword combat. And so I'm hoping that all the journalists out there our gameplay first guys like me, and it gets a little little gameplay bump. Hmm. <laughs> All right, Matt, what's your next pick? Uh, well, we're going to have to go with two four-letter words <laughs> beginning with N in this round because I picked Nier Automata. Yeah, and they're also Japanese games. Yeah, There's very Neo Japanese and games. Nier. <laughs> You're the one. Neo. What's your explanation for this one? Uh, it looks really cool. <laughs> It's really cool. It's platinum, uh, so it's going to get that platinum bump. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it, it looks really cool. It's got a, kind of a style all its own. The first game is kind of a, a, a darling of uh, the critical community uh, and the people who played it, like in the you know kind of the JRPG groups. Um, it's also not really like anything else coming out. It's you know, kind of this action RPG bullet hell boss rush shoot. I mean, there's a lot to this thing. Yeah. And uh, I'm just, I'm hoping it's going to be really good just for the sense that I loved the first game and I want to play this one. And I'm hoping that the uh, reviewers agree with me when they finally get their hands on it. The previews have been pretty solid. The, uh, the demo was good. I really yeah. enjoyed it. I was pleasantly surprised by the demo. My fear is that the in-between time when you're not fighting the bosses mm-hmm. is, and that has been a problem with with boss rush games for the last two years. All of them. If you look at every single one of them that's come out, everyone's like, it's great while you're fighting the boss, mm-hmm. but in, like Fury is another one. Like everyone loved fighting the bosses in that game, but everything you did in between that was Most a, of what you did in bore. between was walking slowly in that game. I, I mean, this game you know. looks like it's kind of the same thing though. There's like these barren like desert environments that mm-hmm. you just kind of waltz around waiting to get into the next big battle. So. But like I said, we're at the seventh round here. Like, mm-hmm. you're not going to find any guaranteed nines at this point. Like, you're just, you're going on your gut a little bit with these picks at this point. So, I totally hear you. And here's what I think is my best pick of the draft. And this is also the one that Matt accused me of picking a port. <laughs> and my next pick, my eighth pick, is Fire Emblem Echoes Shadows of Valencia. This was actually my best pick of the draft last year. I don't know if you remember. I took Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem Fates. Fates. I think right. in the last, the last pick, maybe real last late. Year. It was way, low, way low. That's and right. so this year, I was like, "Oh, he's on to me. He's gonna know that like Shane's gonna go for, mm-hmm. for Fire Emblem." This was on my list. It was on my okay. list. Okay. And so I was afraid that it might be. And so I, actually, I almost picked it instead of Near. I actually took it a little higher than I wanted to because I was afraid that you may be like, "Oh, Shane, last year like got one over with like Fire Emblem at the end of the draft." So I took it maybe a little bit higher than I wanted to. But dude, it paid off last year. I got Fire Emblem in the mm-hmm. last round. It got a nine. 
So a nine in the last round, that's pretty much all you can hope for. I'm not saying this is going to get that, but I'm hoping for at least an 8.5 to an 8.8 at the eighth pick. I'll take that every mm-hmm. every day and Sunday. So that's my eighth pick. I support that. Uh, curious to see how it'll fare if it, since it's so different from your average fire emblem. It is. Too. Yeah, it's a little riskier. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Fire Emblem is never a bad call, especially this low in the draft. So yeah. it, it, at, at worst, you're going to be pleasantly surprised, I think. Well, the combat, yeah, I don't know. It is risky because it is a big departure from mm-hmm. traditional. That's why it's, it was called Guided in Japan, right. side story or whatever. So, yeah, that's yeah. it. I'm signed, sealed, and delivered on that one. Well, my pick for this round is Splatoon 2. Going this is hard what, this I think, was your worst pick of the draft. Might be. Might be, but I was really running out of ideas. <laughs> like, like, I, and I mean, the first Splatoon got like an 8.2 yeah. or something like yeah, that? Yeah, but the, but the love for this series is so there. Like, I, like I'm wondering who's going to end up being the reviewer for this stuff. Well, I think IGN's but, review will be really high. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a, this is a coin flip, kind of, but like... Here's, here's my issue with this, and I wasn't going to draft it at all, was because... It kind of, the first game kind of got a pass for not having a campaign. Like people are like, "Oh, it's a new franchise. It's a really, it's a really cool new idea." But with the sequel, you can't get away with that again. And again, mm-hmm. there's no campaign in this other than like the stupid mission structure stuff that they did before. And yeah. and I feel I, like it might get punished a little more for that this maybe, time. Maybe, but I, I'm just I'm really banking on that kind of like it's Nintendo and it's just so much fun and I just love Nintendo and da 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 bullshit to like really carry. I mean. Like, if I really get into my, like, down-deep reasons why I think this might be a good pick, I'm going to get insulting to certain people, I think. <laughs> but it's just, like, it's it's going to do well because it's Nintendo and it's going to be the only thing to play and it's going to be debuting the online thing and people are going to think of it as a big landmark moment for the Switch and I don't agree with any of that. Or it could I, be a case where people are like, I waited four months for another oh, yeah, game I, and it, this is what I got. It, it, could be a, it could be the moment of clarity, too. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, we'll see. But I'm pretty sure it's just going to be a big, sloppy paint-covered kiss yeah. like, of, of, a, of a review to Nintendo. So, uh, I, I, I'm not super jazzed about this pick. I don't think it's like a massive coup to have this on the team. But, yeah. like, I don't know. I'm in hard on Nintendo this year. You anyway, did, man. You so... went all in. After all the after the last episode of Game Face, you just went all in on Nintendo. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I, I'm not saying I think they're going to sell the way they review, yeah. but I think they're going to review very well. Yeah. All right. My next pick is... <clears throat> Halo Wars 2. And I will say that this game was... I was recently converted on this game. First of all, the developers mm. of this game you can't, are beyond reproach. Um, the first Halo Wars ended up at an 8.2 aggregate when it was all said and done. But in the last couple days, all this new media and all these previews started coming out for this game. And literally, I watched a Let's Play where one of the person who was playing the game just sat and just lost it the whole time just going off about how awesome it was and like that was kind of like what tipped me over like i had a list of 15 games waiting for my my last few picks and having watched people play it and the the modes that are there's like a horde mode for mm. rt which i think is awesome like i don't know why more rts's don't have modes like that but watching people play it and just seeing the looks on their faces and how much fun they were having playing it um I'm pretty confident. I feel like the bottom for this game is an 8. I feel like the ceiling for it is probably an 8.5, 8.6. 
Uh, I'm totally happy uh, with a game in that range with my next to last pick in the draft. Mm. This was it was not on my list. Um, I just I'm too questioning on it. I just don't know where it's going to end up. Uh, previews are solid, but previews of anything can be seen. You know, yeah. That's why I said I watched somebody play it yeah. and just watched their face while they played it, and they were enjoying themselves greatly. So. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Um, if, I w- if I was going to put a pick in RTS, I would have picked uh, Dawn of War 3, but I wasn't confident enough of that being I don't think it's going to come out. Yeah, exactly. Again, look at all my picks, Matt. Yeah. They are all ironclad locks oh, almost to every, come out oh, this Both year. of us, almost every... I mean, what? Uh, uh, <laughs> Mario Odyssey is fall, It's really the only wild card. And yeah. Uncharted Lost Legacy, we don't know when that comes out, but presumably it will not be Q4. Yeah, I would hope not. Um, yeah. Uh, my pick, my, uh, was it nine? Round nine? Yep. Round nine pick is Sonic Mania. That's a good pick. Um, normally picking a Sonic game for this would be Suicide, uh, but I think this one, which is made with input from the community and a big throwback to the old 2D games, which is really what everybody wanted. It's what they wanted from Sonic 4 and didn't work. Um, it's gonna got a lot of remix stuff going on. It's just like it's trading on that nostalgia thing. It's reminding you of why Sonic was fun in the first place, and uh, I think it's gonna get uh, some solid review scores. I think it's gonna depend on who reviews the game for each I outlet. That's, yeah, I think that's. True. I think if they get people like us to review it, it'll probably fare a lot better than if mm-hmm. they get somebody young. Well, unless that person who's young spent their entire lifetime watching that Sonic Saturday right. morning show <laughs> and reads all the Archie comics. I mean, there, there are younger yeah. Sonic fans. No, you right. Will, I mean, there's younger Sonic fans that defend shit like Sonic Boom, so you better give this a good <laughs> goddamn review. Um, but I, I mean, part of this is, is like the Sega, uh, Sega fan in me, but it's just like... Sure, if we're down to nine. Yeah, I mean... I, I, feel, like, I feel like this will probably hit the eights, like you said, about... Uh, Halo Wars. So. When was the last Sonic 2D game? I guess Sonic Generations had 2D parts. Yeah. Uh, Sonic 4 was, uh, you know, the D- the downloadable game was... Uh, How did that fare? I don't remember. Didn't look. Not tops. It wasn't yeah. great. And they only did two episodes of it. And then they just sort of stopped. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know. I personally have completely burnt out on 2D Sonic. I get the nostalgia factor for that game, but so at a certain point when I'm doing these drafts, I'm for, like, am I excited about it? No. I mean, for, And if I'm not, then I'm not going to draft it. Oh, that's not true of me. Not no. always. I mean, I'm interested. I mean, I'm certainly not excited about Splatoon, but I think it's going yeah. to review yeah, well. Good point. All right, this is it. My very last pick of the Sifted 27, 2017 fantasy draft, and that's going to get mm. an applause. Mm. Tepid applause for the final <laughs> round. And my final pick is Sea of Thieves. Mm. I think this is your riskiest pick. I don't think it is. I watched people play this game at E3 and they were losing their shit. Literally. Like, freaking out playing this game. Like, just laughing their asses off mm-hmm. and having a blast. Um, Rare ended up putting out like a video that it made itself, which I didn't trust, obviously, because it was like paid. But watching it with my own eyes, these people play it at E3, and all of them just laughing and yelling at each other and smiling and coordinating. Um, I feel like Rare has managed to kind of find that special place where MMOs aren't fun to me, I guess is a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never really had fun playing an MMO. Uh, but I feel like this one kind of, kind of finds that sweet spot in between, like, fantasy and reality and teamwork and communication. 
that makes it fun for everyone, not just people who are hardcore MMORPG players. Um, I feel like this is going to be a good starter for people, and maybe if they figure out if they like this, and they end up moving on to WoW or whatever else there is out there, mm. uh, the Old Republic or what have you. So um, I'm really excited about this game. Um, the, the, the wild card for this, to me, is Rare. Mm -hmm. Because Rare hasn't made like a real game in forever. Yeah. And a lot of their talent left to work on ukulele. And you can see I drafted that way up, mm -hmm. way up higher. Um, so that, to me, is a wild card. These people have been That's making like, about, motion control yeah. games instead of That's my of question games. about this game is that like, it's got the whimsy... But does it have the pedigree? Yeah. And that's gonna, And also, is it going to come out this year? <laughs> oh, it's coming <laughs> like, out this year. It, it has to, right? I mean, yeah. They, they did an alpha in December. They've had two early access periods for yeah. it already. They've put out, I mean, a good sign of whether a game's coming out or not is how much media comes out for it. And they put out, they put out like, 14 episodes of a weekly podcast about this mm. game already. Like, it's, it's coming. So, I'm not worried about that part of it at all. I'm just worried about how freaking good is it. Yeah. And, uh... Using empirical evidence, which is people actually playing the game and watching them play it and hoot and holler while they were doing it, like, it, it sold me. Like, it, and the funny part was when I was at E3 watching them play it, I'm like, I'm going to draft this game next year. <laughs> <laughs> and here I am with my last pick. I picked it up. So here we are, the very last pick of the SFL 2017 draft. Matt Kyle, I'll give you a drum roll. A little weird one here. <laughs> Torment, Tides of Numenera. Why is that weird? Uh, it's, it's kind of a below-the-radar game for most people, I think. But I, I think it's, don't I think know, it's, man. I think it's going to review very well. Oh, the, the, I, I mean, I don't think it's under the radar at all. For people no. who love these games, no, hell no. I mean, think about the developer making it. Yeah. Like, That's a great pick. Like, That was another one, I think, one of your best picks. As a Planescape Torment fan, it looks really good. Yeah, I mean, I kind of kicked myself for not thinking of it myself. But, yeah, I think you made a great pick there. That's why man. my last pick is I knew you'd never think of it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I definitely never would have thought to pick it. But uh, once you, you called it out, I was like, God damn. I would rather have that than Sea of Thieves. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So that's it. That is the Sifted 2017 draft. I think the best part about this is I feel pretty confident that ultimately... We're both going to get 10 scores here. Yeah. I, I, like, I don't this see will be any the of first these year where we had a draft, and both teams actually ended up coming to full fruition to see who actually had the better team mm -hmm. instead of who got lucky or unlucky with delays or, uh, or cancellations or whatever. So, pretty excited. I'm wondering what people are thinking in the, in the chat here. As Vin, far as Vin Robbins says, team. our biggest draft problem is ignoring the indie gems. I don't trust the indie stuff to come out on time. I never that's do. The, that's the problem. Nope. It's not that I think they're going to review badly. It's that I just, you never. I mean, Cuphead was definitely in my alternates list, but I yeah, just see, have no think idea. About, yeah, think about that last year. I drafted Cuphead, and it was scheduled to come out. It had been at, like, 20 trade shows. And the problem with indie games is you don't get enough coverage of them. It's like, if an indie game is having problems in development, and it may be slipping, or it's not turning out the way they want, you never hear about it. If that happens with, like, a big AAA game... You hear about it. Yeah, like, the machine kind of starts to give you hints. Yeah, it. the machine starts to do its thing, and people loose lips let things slip, and next thing you know, you're hearing something about, hey, this game may not be coming out, blah, blah, blah. With any game you don't know, it's just like Rhyme. Look at Rhyme. There's yeah. a perfect example. It's like mm -hmm. nobody knew anything, and all of a sudden, Rhyme is not coming out. It's not a PlayStation exclusive anymore, and it's delayed until next like year. I can, you know, like, like just Cuphead, I just don't trust. Below, I don't trust that to come yeah, out this year. Me I either, because it's been know. delayed three times yeah. already. It's like, so what's the holdup? You never find out what the holdup is. 
So how can you make an educated guess on how long it's going to take for it to be finished? Mm-hmm. You just can't. And the other, the other wild card was I mean, I hope games. Cuphead's out in like Q2 or something, but yeah, there's just great. no indication. Yeah, I mean, I got burned by it last year. There's no way I was going to do it this year. And the other wild card with indie games is the team size. Like, these teams are like five or six guys in some cases. Mm. Dude, if one of them gets sick or has a, <laughs> seriously, or has a yeah. baby, it could set the game back like a quarter. Yeah. Like, you just don't know. So... I stayed way away from indie games. The other thing, too, is that indie game scores are all over the map. Like, one person's 10 mm-hmm. for an indie game, and the other guy's, like, 4.8. Right. Like, yeah, that's the other thing about Cuphead is, like, you just don't know how reviewers are going to react to that. You know, it's really going to be really challenging. We don't know if it's going to, you know, how far it's gone from being from just playing Boss Rush to now there might be, like, platforming levels or whatever. Like, I just, there's so many preconceived notions or ignorance about some of these indie games and what they're supposed to be that you just don't always know how the reviewers are going to respond to them when they come in contact. Yeah, that's another reason why I try to stay away from really difficult games, and I kind of waffled a little bit on Neo and Mm -hmm. was questioning whether I should pick it, is because with difficult games, like... Neo is not as hard as uh, the Dark Souls games, Yeah, I know. But you can always come across this critic that's just like, I think this game is too hard, and Mm -hmm. I don't enjoy it. Like, whereas I recuse myself (laughs) from reviewing those games, some people just take the assignment... And give it the low score. Whereas, like, like near, I kept thinking about when uh, McElroy couldn't figure out how to fish. Right. <laughs> and he, he's like, I just, I don't get is this screen of me getting stuck. And I'm just like, the, the X is right there. <laughs> so let's just go, th- we're going to go through the chat right now. And uh, people are kind of uh, sharing games that they were surprised were never picked. Um, Cuphead is one that a couple people mentioned. Below, people mentioned. Divinity Original Sin 2. That's probably a good one. Call, Call of Duty, uh, I like that. I, I, almost, I kind of did want to pick Call of Duty just to, just to say I pick this year's Call of Duty. I don't know what, we don't know what it's called, we don't know what it's going to be. It's like, but at the same time, I just don't know what it's going to, you know, if you don't know anything about it. Yeah, Rig Games um, is Vero, apparently, with another alias. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on there. But uh, he's asking why we didn't choose Call of Duty. Surely a safe bet. Is it? I don't know. Not after this, after last time? This, the, the, this year, or last year's game is sitting at a 7.8 aggregate right now. Yeah. I mean, look, I would say it's probably the worst Call of Duty I've played in a while, and I really like Sledgehammer's last game, and you do know it's coming out, <laughs> without a doubt. There's, Call of Duty does not get delayed. Uh, I just felt there were better options there, and I feel like I could, I was hoping I could get, do better than like a 7.8 mm-hmm. if that was the floor for that game. People um, asking about impartialists, asking about FIFA. I, th- I thought about FIFA. But, like, the last couple have been kind of solidly in the mid-8s, and that wasn't... I don't know. In, in the end, it, it probably would have been a better pick than Sonic Mania. <laughs> or maybe Splatoon. The sports games are a really under, under, underused uh, resource so in our three years so far. Looks like everyone thinks you're going to win. They say, I played it way too safe, and you're going to crush me. Yeah, well, a lot of people said that about you. Last... And actually, well, I did lose. <laughs> no, no, they said that you were going to beat me. Oh, you're right, you're uh, right. But to be fair, I think it'd be interesting once all the stuff you picked... It'd be interesting once all the stuff we picked last year is out to compare those scores. I'll to go back and see and how Because I, I think you would have won if everything had come out. Which I know doesn't matter. Woulda, coulda, like, shoulda. Right. <laughs> but I think if you're just talking about, like, if you're, you know, I know, like, gauging whether they're going to be out or not, it's part of the game. But, like, if you're just talking about, like, what's going to score higher, I think your picks last year scored higher than mine. In a, if you remove them from the chronology. Yeah. Well, I have one person who says they think I'm going to win. Thank you, Nolan Ellerick. <laughs> Even if you're just patronizing me, I'll take it at this point. So, so that's it. 
-hmm. That's our draft. Uh, throughout the year, we'll be checking back in, updating you guys on scores, letting you know who's winning and losing. Throughout as... the next six months, because it's, it's yeah, really... Actually, it'll be over almost. <laughs> we might need to do a second we half of the year. We both played it really safe, yeah. Which I, I totally understand what, what, hap what happened the last couple of years. So, uh, what, as games come out, we'll say, oh, that's your game. And so you'll be kept kind of in the loop throughout the year about uh, kind of who's winning and who's losing and, and why. So that's it. <laughs>